everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Spill the D. Welcome to our 100th episode. Uh, Gina, that's so exciting. 100 episodes starting 2023 off with a bang. Yeah, really? Oh my gosh. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, everyone. I am joined today by Bruce. You guys know him by now, right? I, I, I think so, but uh, <laughs> I'm back yet again, looking forward to a new year, a new podcast episode, number 100. And I think we have some pretty fun and interesting and exciting news stories to uh, kick us off this week. I agree. We got a lot going on. We're going to go into the news. And then Megan from 407 and Beyond Vacations will be here to talk about the best spots to rest in the park. We're going to be talking about Epcot this week. We did Hollywood Studios a few weeks ago. It has slowly become one of my favorite topics. The older I'm getting, the more I'm liking those resting in the park ones. <laughs> that that is a, a helpful episode, particularly as we you know get into the summer months and it gets hot. It's always uh, a good place to find a place to rest. Long days in the park, whether it's with little ones or not. Uh, so a, a great topic that I'm looking forward to uh, you and Megan having a discussion about. Gotta know where the air conditioning is. You're nothing Absolutely. if you don't have air conditioning. <laughs> so before we get into that, though, we'll go through some news. First piece of news, the grand finale, I'm holding up air quotes, but you can't see it because this is a podcast. The grand finale 50th merchandise has just come out for Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. Have you seen any of it, Bruce? I have. I, I'm a fan of it. You know, it, it, it has the, the 50th, you know, logo castle on it, but it looks like some new colors, some darker colors. And, and I like it. And, and, you know, one thing that I have enjoyed about the 50th anniversary celebration here at Walt Disney World is that the, the merchandise release has been in groups. And so they didn't just give, you know, release all of the 50th merch at the beginning of the event, you know, and we're coming up here towards the end of the event uh, that lasted 18 months. They, they've kind of segmented it out. And so every you know, few months, some new pieces of merch came, uh, came out to guests. And so now that we're we're towards the back end of the 50th anniversary celebration, now we're getting the grand finale. And I think it looks good. What, what are your thoughts on it? I actually love it. I think it's my favorite merch that they have put out yet. The, the purples and the blues, the tie-dye looks they got going on. And I have to say, on a normal day, I have no problem wearing obnoxious Disney clothes like Mickey Mouse the size of the entire shirt does not bother me. But... Not, this merchandise this time doesn't really have that, and I almost like it better. Some of the stuff they've put out for the other 50th merch has been a lot, and this is like kind of a toned down, pulled back, with still bright, fun colors, celebratory colors, still has Mickey and the gang on it. They're, I really love it. Yeah, I, I do too. Do you know when uh, this, this merch is going to be released in the parks? It is actually already available in the parks. You can go ahead and get it right now. And Gina, you'll, you're going to be down there here pretty soon, and you'll be able to pick out some pieces and bring back. I am. I'm so excited. We have a day trip planned from Philadelphia to Orlando on January 10th. I'm so pumped, and I'm you're I'm snagging this merchandise because I don't have to worry about a suitcase. It just has to be able to get on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about the day trip that you have planned, because I, I, you were telling me earlier, and I think it's really a really cool idea. Yeah, so for years now, I have literally just wanted to book a flight, fly to Disney, and come back that night. And 
my roommate was telling me that she's never been on Splash Mountain and she's always wanted to. When she's been to Magic Kingdom before, it's only been a few times and every single time it happens to be closed. And I was like, all right, well, it's changing as of January 23rd. Like, you cannot get on that ride. So we combined the two things we've always wanted to do. I booked the day trip. We're going, flying down from Philly Airport at 6 a.m. And awesome. coming back at 10 45 that is that's gonna be home. a lot of fun i'm I, i'm so excited i'm looking forward to the to the trip recap when you get back oh oh yeah and you know what's so funny it's one day and it's probably gonna be one of our longest episodes there's no doubt in my mind <laughs> well there, there's gonna be a lot you know packed into that one day though so yeah rick and i have talked for years about doing it so i'm really glad that we're finally doing it it's gonna be so fun it's going to be a fun episode. Uh, listen to the, mm-hmm. the trip recap of, of your one day from Philly to Disney and back. So It's going to be great. And we are going to be all over Instagram that day. I'll be posting it on the story. I'm sure at some point I'll go live. So if any listeners want to watch and follow along, totally can. Let me know what you want me to eat. I'll eat it for you. Don't worry. <laughs> Work my way through Disney one snack at a time. That's awesome. So next piece of news that I am particularly excited about, Run Disney has officially announced their races for 2023-2024. There's only one race left that they had announced for 2023. That's the Wine and Dine Half Marathon, which will now be November 2nd to November 5th of 2023. Registration for that is going to be the middle of March, March 14th for Club Run Disney. General registration is March 21st. We have the Marathon Weekend, that is January 3rd to the 7th of 2024. This weekend coming up is this year's Marathon Weekend, so they just announced next year's Marathon Weekend. Right. After that, Disneyland is bringing back their half marathon. That's going to be January 11th to the 14th of 2024. And following that are the two races that I've done, the Princess Half Marathon, which is February 22nd to 25th of 2024, and the Springtime Surprise, which is April 18th to the 21st of 2024. This all feels so far away, and I know it's not. Yeah, so Gina, it feels far away, but uh, the thing about that is that the, you know, registration opens, you know, so far in advance for these races. Oh, yeah. That they have to come out with these dates now. And, you know, for races, you know, like the half marathon and marathon, uh, for those who this is their first race or it's been a long time, you know, training begins here shortly. So, you know, and on that front, uh, you know, I think there's the, the misconception sometimes that, you know, these races like, oh, I need to have run marathons in the past or I need to you know, run this, this sort of time. And, and what I would say to that is, you know, these races are a lot of fun and there's a lot of running, run walking, a lot of, you know, walking and, and there's characters out. I've seen people riding attractions in the parks as you run through the parks mm-hmm. um, on, on marathon weekend races. So don't let the fact that this would be a destination race intimidate you you know, sign up. It's a lot of fun. Do it with your friends. Work with an agent to to get you the best room rate and park tickets for before and after the race. But these events are a lot of fun. I've run most of them. My favorite is Marathon Weekend. I've, I've done the Dopey Challenge. It, it's just a great event. It's a lot of fun. You are waking up early in the morning, but you're running through the parks. You're there at a unique time. Uh, it's just it's just a whole lot of fun. So I'm glad that these dates were released and we can start planning these these run weekends for our clients and for those who are going down running these races. 
Now, for anyone who doesn't know, what Bruce just said he did is a very big deal. So the dopey challenge on Marathon Weekend is you run the 5K, the 10K, the half marathon, and the marathon. So it's one day after another. You run all four races. That is actually a dream of mine. Um, I had talked about doing it for Marathon Weekend of 2024 until I booked my wedding for December of 2023. <laughs> so that was a that was poor planning on my part. But how was it? Was it so fun? Did you feel like you you're gonna it, die did you feel like you were having the time of your life uh it was definitely the the time of my life i had a lot of fun doing it you know i i would say that i had trained to the degree uh in which the, the miles uh wasn't that big uh, of a problem but what got me the most was waking up at the three uh o'clock 3 a.m 3 30 a.m wake up call for four straight days and Heading oh, out yeah. to the race start, so you know it can start by five thirty. And I'm an early riser, but it was just that on four consecutive days while running that. That you know that that's a bit of a grind. But but Gina, you can do this. I know that's on on your bucket list to do. So so if not in 2024, maybe maybe the following year. And I hope and, so. uh, and maybe that'll be motivation on my end too to to sign up for it as well. Get, yeah, get you back running out it with me? Do, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do it again. I'll, if you, if you're down here doing it, I will I will do it again. Beautiful. I I definitely want to do it. It just looks, it's chaos. It honestly, it is organized chaos. You know, this is a lot of people's or can be their their first race, and this is a great experience because, like you said, um, you know, running other races in Philadelphia or ones that I have done um, outside of Disney, th there's kind of like this collective feel when you do a run Disney event that we're kind of like all in there doing it together. The crowd is cheering you on there's character meet and greets along the way there's music there's bands uh you're in the parks and so it kind of feels like one big big collective effort and party from start to finish which is incredibly unique oh, yeah. but you know one thing i think that disney sets itself apart even more so uh, and one of my favorite elements of run disney event uh is the medals um i'm a big yeah. fan of the medals i think they go all out they're really you know they're big they are, are, are very high quality the artwork is always terrific each race and each race has a, a character tied to it or a theme and so it is an incredibly fun thing to do that you know as soon as you do one you'll get addicted to a run disney event you'll do some more and then to build out that collection of run disney medals it's a really cool collection to have they're beautiful. They really are. And they, like you said, they're high quality. And they usually, I don't, I guess the word I'm looking for will be animation. They have some sort of animation on them. So they spin, something will move on it. They're never just a piece of metal, ever. I have one that's a compass. Do you? Okay. <laughs> you never know what you're getting with a run Disney medal. <laughs> it's great. The only they other race nice. I do that has fun medals is Broad Street Run gives a bottle opener every year. And that is... <laughs> Their their medal has two functions. Any other race I've done, the medal is just a piece of metal. <laughs> you know, it, it's also fun to, to take the medal that you've earned from a run Disney event to the park that day because you'll see other runners wearing them in the park. And to get your photo, whether it be in front of Cinderella Castle or, or, or the Epcot Ball, Tower of Terror, whatever, whatever you know, your icon is in the parks that you, you always take the photo in front of, it, it's fun to go there and take, you know, post-run uh post-run photos uh, of you and your medal. And, and like I said, other people are in the parks wearing their medals. So uh, it just it just adds to that, that collective feel the entire race weekend. I agree. It's great.
Absolutely. And, and, and here's the thing. You can work with uh, one of our vacation planners. He'll get you a room and park tickets. They'll try to get you the best rate possible. So um, you can come down, have a good weekend at, at, at the resort that you choose. And, and by the way, um, if I could add, you know, when you stay at a, a Disney resort on these uh, race weekends, they come pick you up in a bus and take you to the start. And when you're done, they bring you back to your resort. So you don't have to drive, you to step out of your hotel room and uh, catch the bus to the race. So work with uh, one of our vacation planners, get a good rate on your Disney resort room and start planning because uh, it'll be that time here as we uh, get into 2023 races and now have a calendar for 2024 races. All comes up quick, happens fast. It does. It's, it's time to start training. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're doing dopey. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you're a little late on it if you're doing dopey. <laughs> uh, the last piece of news I have, I am pretty sure we talked about this a few weeks ago, but I forgot. So I don't know if we talked about it because to me, I don't remember ever learning this, but Big Thunder Mountain is closing for refurbishment on January 9th. It's only going to be for about a week. Um, so, But if you have a, book, a trip booked for that week, just be prepared. It is not going to be open. And now that I'm saying this, I totally remember talking about this. So we're good. <laughs> it's all right. It, it, it's a good recap uh, from that. And yeah. uh, just two weeks later will be, uh, as we mentioned, uh, the closing of Splash Mountain as uh, Tiana's Bayou Adventure work gets underway. So um, a couple of uh, refurbishments there um, over in Frontierland at the Magic Kingdom. Right as the train opened. Uh, yeah. They're opening Which, things, they're seen? closing things, everything. The video footage of the, the new track uh, uh, for Walt Disney World Railway looks terrific. So I will be over there shortly to check it out. And you'll be down here. Uh, in a week, in a week, uh, to check it out. So yeah, we'll we'll make sure to post some uh, footage of the rail uh, railway on your social media and uh, ours as well. Oh yeah, I will be riding it. Don't worry, guys. Yes, <laughs> been waiting years for this. You know, uh, Gina, uh, segueing into checking out new attractions as they release this year. Uh, also, Tron Light Cycle will will be opening up this year. Disney just recently released a new uh, discount, the Disney Dining uh, Promo Card giveaway. So, what this is is from arrivals June twenty fifth uh, to September fourteenth of twenty twenty three. Uh, with a purchase of a five-night, four-day Walt Disney World non-discounted room and ticket package, guests can save up to $750 uh, with a $750 Disney Dining promo card that can be used to purchase food and beverage items at select participating locations throughout Walt Disney World Resort. So booking for this offer actually begins on January 5th, uh, and as I said, is available for arrivals June 25th to September 14th, 2023. Now, now one thing I want to say with the Disney dining promo card is that the, the amount is based on the resort category uh, that one stays at. So there, it's kind of broken up into two segments. The first is uh, the June dates, uh, June and July dates, and then the August and September dates. Um, and so in the June, July dates, if you stay at a value resort, uh, you're getting $35 per night. At a moderate resort, $75 per night. And Disney uh, Deluxe uh, and Deluxe Villas, $125 per night. But in August and September, value resorts go up to $50 a night, moderate to $100 per night. And Disney 
um, deluxe and deluxe villas, $150 per night. So a lot of numbers there. We'll be having some information on our, our website. The vacation planners are um, aware of the discount and are, we'll be looking to get clients the Disney dining promo card starting on January 5th when it opens up. So new attractions opening up at Walt Disney World wasn't enough and you needed that one little extra push to get down to Walt Disney World in 2023. Maybe the Disney Dining Promo card is that little push and makes that decision all that uh, easier uh, to bring your family down. So check out the new attractions, create those family memories, and do it by saving some money on Disney Dining. All right, I got three questions for you about this, if you know the answers. Okay. I'm going to okay. test it here. Okay. So this Disney Dining Promo, is this per person or per room? This will be per room. So it's going to be a, a total on the nights uh, stayed in, in conjunction with the resort category, but it, it's going to be per room, not per person. Okay. Can people staying with Disney Vacation Club get this or only if you do a rack rate room? Good, good question. It's with a purchase of a five-night, four-day vacation package at Walt Disney World. So this, okay. this would be getting the... Uh, this is not a will not be tacked onto a ticket only purchase, but only a Disney vacation package purchase, which is resort room plus tickets. Okay, gotcha. And is this is a promo that can be added to it? You don't need to pay anything for this to be added. Exactly. As long as as long as you book a qualifying vacation, which is within the dates from you know June twenty fifth or September fourteenth. Uh, it's booked after January 5th, which is uh, Thursday, then it, it can be eligible. And, and our vacation planners will know um, these details inside and out and will make sure that if this is the type uh, or this is a, a, a promo or discount that you want to take advantage of, that they will provide vacation quotes and bookings that align with the eligibility of this discount. Okay. Those are my three questions. You nailed it. Good job. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah, so exciting. A lot, a lot of good things coming up this year, you know, wrapping up uh, the 50th anniversary as we discussed, some new attractions, um, and now the Disney uh, Dining Promo card. I, you know, a lot of good things, uh, a, lot, a lot of reasons to come down in 2023. But moving from land to sea, um, Pixar Day at Sea is actually beginning this weekend and will run through March. So, so this is new on Disney Cruise Line. They've done the Marvel Day at Sea, uh, Star Wars Day at Sea, but now it's the beginning of the all-new themed sailing for Disney Cruise Line. Uh, and so this weekend, Pixar Day at Sea makes its debut on the Disney Fantasy, and this will bring to life the stories of our favorite Pixar toys, monsters, and heroes during the one incredible day at sea that, that will take place. So some details on Pixar Day at Sea. On select seven-night sailings through mid-March, so this weekend through mid-March of this year, families will be able to encounter more Pixar characters than ever before during the day-long celebration for meet-and-greet opportunities, dance and pool parties, family activities, and an all-new nighttime spectacular on board. So in addition to the event and everything going on, there's also a lot of new themed food and beverage items that will be available during the voyage um, that will include breakfast with Woody and friends, uh, treats that are Pixar inspired and more. So, uh, you know, a lot of exciting things on uh, Disney Cruise Line as well. And, and one of the things that, that, that I think is, is, is 
also exciting, you know, a lot of things going on about Disney World, but but having these new opportunities uh, on board Disney Cruise Line, which Disney Cruise Line is a fantastic product. We highly recommend clients who have visited Walt Disney World to try out Disney Cruise Line is, you know, having these days at sea. So if you have little ones who are in the Pixar um, or maybe older kids who are into Marvel and Star Wars, this is a great opportunity to, to have those character meet and greets, the, the newly inspired treats on board and food items parties and activities and, and nighttime parties and fireworks and things of that nature. So really, really exciting um, time right now on Disney Cruise Line. I think it looks amazing. It basically reminds me of like if Toy Story Land was all of Pixar, the way that they're going to just engulf you in it for the day. Amazing. I'm jealous of all of the people on the Disney fantasy this week. Uh, I know. I, I wish I was there uh, for the opening weekend of Pixar Day at Sea. I'm not. Maybe I'll get on there this spring, though, uh, because because I, I, I want to make sure I, I check it out. But if not, you know, the, these do occur on a rolling basis. Now, we're not – I think we have confirmation that it's back next year, but things like Star Wars Day and Marvel Day, I, I, you know, um, that occur on a, uh, on an annual basis. So, so hopefully Pixar Day at Sea is as well. So there will be multiple opportunities to go check it out. It'll come back. People will love it. That's my prediction. I can't see I, it I going bad. <laughs> it's going to get good reviews. Absolutely. Absolutely. So bringing it back from, you know, we went from land to sea, now back to land. Gina, that the 50th anniversary celebration at Walt Disney World is coming to an end this spring. It is. It's going to be ending on March 31st. So just make sure if you want to get there, you book your trip soon. As always, we do recommend you book with 407 and Beyond Vacation Co. As you guys know, 407 Beyond is a Disney and Universal Orlando travel agency. They book and plan family vacations to destinations such as Walt Disney World, Universal Orlando, Disney Cruise Line for that Pixar Day at Sea, and so much more. It doesn't cost extra to book with them. Their services are 100% free. Their vacation planners help plan their clients' perfect family vacations, so all you have to do is show up have fun, and create family memories. You can start by getting your free no-obligation quote at www.407vacations.com. Well, Gina, uh, thanks for having me on the news portion of today's podcast, but I, I'm going to turn it over here to Megan uh, so that you guys can discuss the next, next topic. Yes, thank you for coming on. Let's bring on Megan. All right, guys, we are here with Megan. Megan, how are you? I'm so good. Thanks so much for having me on today. I'm so excited. I feel like I have to ask, Megan, what is your favorite park? Um, oh, I honestly don't know because I love certain aspects about each park. I lean towards Epcot these days just because okay. I love to eat and drink. And I just feel like there's obviously so many options there with all the World Showcase. I am a huge lover of zoos, so there's Animal Kingdom, and then you have, like, the nostalgia of Magic Kingdom, so it's it's so hard to pick. So but... anything but Hollywood Studios. Anything but Hollywood Studios. <laughs> so sorry to those that love Hollywood out there. That's my favorite, <laughs> so I'll just make up for it for you. Oh, my God. It's like a half-day park for me. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. All day, every day, can go I... to Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I just never feel like I have enough to do there. That's so funny. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. But I was only asking because this is the third episode that we have you on for Epcot. So I was like, hopefully I, she at least likes it. 
I was actually starting to feel like the Epcot, the Epcot spokesperson. And the I'm Epcot here for that. <laughs> I'm here for that because I feel like Epcot is so underrated. Everyone's like, oh, just skip it if you have kids. Skip it, this and that. Never skip it. I love Epcot. It's so fun. I agree that you shouldn't skip it. But <laughs> if I had to skip one, it would be Epcot. Oh my gosh. If I had to pick one to skip personally, especially if it's <laughs> not a festival. But nowadays oh, it's a festival like almost every week out of the year. So like yeah. that's not really too much of a worry. But I remember going to drink around the world for my 21st and there wasn't a festival. So it was just so like sad. it was so sad. And it was so expensive because you couldn't get like the little five dollar drinks. Like you had to get the big drinks from inside yeah. or inside the actual restaurants and quick services. Yeah, no, I totally get that. But for Epcot today, we're going to be talking about the best places to take a break inside the park, where you can go if you don't want to leave the park, but either you, maybe your kid, maybe your significant other just needs to sit in the air conditioning, sit and eat a snack, maybe close your eyes and take a nap. Some of these places (laughs) you can actually close your eyes and take a nap in, a little cat nap. So we have a full list for you guys of the best places. And we're going to be brutally honest. Honesty is the best policy. It absolutely is. I think it's why people listen because I honestly hold back anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did this list of set up like everywhere that is possible to rest, but I'm going to let you know if it's a good one or not, if that makes sense. So let's start. You want to go big and just start with the rides and attractions that are good to take a break in? Okay, so I will start with rides and attractions. And this first one is actually my favorite attraction in Disney. That is Living with the Land. If if you want a quick snooze or maybe you love gardens and you just want to sit, Living with the Land is just such a wholesome experience. You go through and you see all this beautiful greenery and you just come out feeling so rejuvenated. I absolutely am in love with Living with the Land, but... I will say it is kind of a snooze fest, and I totally get it. It is a great snooze fest, especially if you don't yes. care about plants and can really just shut your brain off while they're talking. Yeah, like, you definitely. won't be. You and won't feel a, like you're missing anything. Yeah, and it's a bit dark in there at certain times during the ride. And the best part is you typically never have to wait. It's always like a five minute wait, mm-hmm. so you're not like waiting to go like sit down. It was over an hour at Christmas time. Oh my god. I cannot imagine. Who would wait for that? Never. People who don't Um, know any better, I guess, who have never been on it, but most people who've been on it are like, nah, I'm not doing that. PSA, folks, if the wait time is over like 15 minutes for Living with the Land, it's either raining or overcrowded, and it's not worth a 15-minute wait. Please don't Mm -hmm. do that. To yourself. I promise it's not worth it. Honestly, if it is over 15 minutes, you can head right behind you. Just turn around. There's Sunshine Seasons Cafe. And if you just go and get something to eat and sit and relax, I would bet money. Not a lot of money, but I bet a little bit of money. (laughs) That by the time you are finished your snack, the line is now walk-on or five minutes. Like if it's 15, like you said, unless it's raining, then it can be 15 for a little bit. But sometimes it's just like gets backed up and it just takes a few minutes and then it's right back down just wait a couple boats go by and i guarantee you will just walk straight on it's not worth that amount of time but if it's a slow line and you're exhausted i definitely recommend just sitting on there it's a wholesome experience and honestly you can just close your eyes and relax so i 
I think that's a great ride and a great place to take a break. I agree. And it's a long one. It's like 15 to 20 minutes of sitting there. Yeah. It's not yeah, a quick no, ride. Not at all. Uh, I think it's also friendly for kids. You know, they don't have to get strapped in or anything. And uh, I don't believe they have a height limit. So if you have little ones and you're looking for a place to sit, that's a good one. Downside of this one, the seats are not that comfortable. It's like a hard, hard a, plastic bench. It's bricks. Yeah, yeah, you're sitting on bricks for 15 minutes, but at least you're sitting. But you're sitting. So if you're just trying to get a, give your feet a break, you're good. But if you're looking for like that nice, comfy, like relaxed into it kind of chair, this isn't the one because it's yeah, like this probably it isn't it. It reminds me of like a kid's picnic table bench when you have that like hard, like Fisher Price yes. plastic. Yes, absolutely. Even yeah. like the backing on it, like when you sit back, it's at like a weird angle. Yeah. So it's definitely not like a comfy ride. But, but you're off your feet. But you're off your feet. And in Disney, that's a lot of brownie points. That's everything. It really yeah. is. So another one over in that area, outside of that building, that's in the land pavilion. You go out and then we're going to go, let's go to the journey into imagination with Figment. So this one is also <laughs> not comfortable seats. These are hard as rock, but you're off your feet. It's probably about 10. No, it's not even 10 minutes. It's like a five minute ride. It's pretty short. Yeah. Um, this one isn't the best for a break, but it is a break, especially you can close your eyes. I have plenty of videos of people that I'm with eyes closed, not paying attention to this ride at all. It's a dark ride. That is why it's on this list, just because it's a dark ride. Yeah, it's a dark ride, and you definitely don't feel like you're missing anything if you are just relaxing. Like, there's nothing to be like, oh, I really need to open up my eyes for pigment. I promise you don't. Um, speak for yourself. <laughs> I love that ride. <laughs> that is I love how they were, like, opposite on each of these. This I know. so funny. <laughs> you're keeping your eyes open a little bit with the land. I'm keeping them open on pigment. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be shocked by the smell of skunk. It's so, I will say that last scene where Figment's like on the ceiling, I love that one. I will always have my eyes open for that. When Figment's like everywhere in the room. Oh, okay. Where it's like, imagination is a blast. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. And that's the only one. Anything else, it's nice. Everything else, I'm like, oh, it's time to take a nap. Um, but once you do get out of Figment, there is that little like journey into imagination and that's also dark and air conditioned so if you're like not ready to go out and face the heat just yet it's it is a nice spot and if you have young kids there's stuff for them to do yes definitely that is a parents can sit down on the ground if they want while their kids just <laughs> run yeah. and get the energy out run around it's great yeah definitely um, while we're in that building, it's not a rider attraction, but I figure it's easier to just talk about it while we're here. There is, if you are a Disney Vacation Club, upstairs in that building is a Disney Vacation Club lounge. So the entrance to it is in the store that's on the way out of Journey into Imagination. And that lounge is so nice. Have you I been in it before? I have not been in it. Oh my gosh. It's so nice. My brother's DVC and I've got to go in with him and they have like food and drinks, like just little munchy snacks kind of food. Yeah. And then they that have a so soda fountain. They oh, have yeah, yeah. a cold little area where kids can play and just nice comfy chairs. And think about what that building looks like on the outside with like the glass windows up top, how the whole top yeah. of it's glass. Like that is where you're at. Oh, how cool. So it's I don't know really how I've cool. never been up there. Yeah, if you know anyone who's Disney Vacation Club, if they're with you, have them take you up there if you need a break because it's a perfect spot. It also... I don't think my sister-in-law will mind if I say this. It's actually where we went because she had to breastfeed for a little bit and she just wanted to like sit in the air in a comfy chair. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was like the perfect spot to get away. Yeah, that's amazing. You had me at comfy chair, honestly. I know, right? (laughs) It's so funny because like in my normal life, I'm not really a soda drinker, but like the soda fountain, I was like, oh, I can have like sugar, some caffeine. Let's do this. Free soda. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I bet the views up there are like so nice too. Because that building's like very centrally located, I feel like, in the park. I'm trying to remember. I feel like it was 2019 when I went up there. It was when they came to oh, okay. me. And I think the way that it's set up, you only really see, like, up and out. You don't see, like, oh, because down it's to the park. like a pyramid. Yeah. So the way, oh, okay. like, the way the walls are, you see, like, up and out. Cool. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's so cool to be, like, I'm in this building. Like, Yeah, no, absolutely. Or, like, to walk out of that building and look and be, like, oh, I was just right there. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just pretty. super fun. Where should we head next on the map? Hmm. Can stay on that side. We can go over to the Seas of Nemo and friends. Yeah. We'll just yeah. do a little loop. We'll do a full loop of Epcot. <laughs> so the Seas oh. of Nemo and friends. <laughs> what is your opinion on the ride? I don't mind it. I like Nemo, um, but I'm not like... Oh, I, I have to, like, watch this ride. I think I've also just been on it so many times mm-hmm. that I just enjoy the how cold it is in there. That's um, But I will say the ride seat is actually more comfortable than living with the land and figment as well. I agree. <laughs> this ride, this is my least favorite ride in all of Disney. That's why I was curious what you think since we've had I don't blame you. It, it's very boring. This ride, oh, um, not a fan. But I've done it with my niece and watched her lose her mind in excitement. And I was like, Aww. I get it. Like, I get why it's here. Because, like, for kids who just want to see the characters. Yeah. Like, I totally get that. Loving it. I will say, if you've ever been on the Nemo ride in Disneyland, this one blows it out of the water. That The Disneyland Nemo ride is atrocious. So Really? Isn't that oh, the it's, submarine? It's so, so horrible. I have never hated a ride at Disneyland more. I've never, like, out of every single ride I've ever been on at any Disney park, that has got to be the worst one, hands down. No way. It is so bad, and I remember being so excited to ride it. I haven't been over to Disney. I recently went to Disneyland in September, and before that, I hadn't been over there in, like, 10 years. And so I saw this ride on TV as a kid. Like, if you watch Disney Channel, you know how hard they pushed that ride when it was coming out. Oh, my God, yeah. I was so hyped to get on. I wanted to throw up the minute that I got on that ride. It is bad if you have motion sickness or you're afraid of tight places don't go on this ride because you will come out feeling not good because it's like a real submarine right yeah it's like so tight in there you were like so close to everybody like it doesn't matter if it's your party or the party next to you like you are packed in there like sardines and then when you go through the ride there's just nothing to really look at i thought there was gonna be fish and stuff in the water but they're really wasn't anything and so it was so boring and you feel so gross because you have like this tiniest window to look out of and I was like wow what would I give to be on the Nemo ride in Disney World right now literally anything (laughs) oh that baffles me because that even like that goes back to like the beginning of Disneyland and like you see videos of people in like the 60s on that ride yeah it just makes me want to do it but now you're making me really question it (laughs) it's so 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 bad 
Oh my God, I can't, I, I can't even describe how disappointed I was by that ride and how much I was like, wow, they should probably rip this out of the ground and start over fresh. Oh, it was my bad. Gosh. Good to know. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Motion sickness to the next level. And the ride's constantly breaking down. So I was actually stuck on the ride after it completed for, tw for 20 minutes. I was stuck in there. In that nice tight space. In that tight, tight space. It was not, not, it was just, it was so bad. Can and you imagine, like, such a horrible experience? Can you imagine someone who's like claustrophobic being stuck in there? Like, not, That's, like, not knowing you were claustrophobic until you got on it. And then, that, pretty much. Yeah. Like, I can imagine people like, learning a lot in those 20 minutes <laughs> oh my god oh there's someone toots oh that's terrible oh it's so terrible in there i can't handle that ride <laughs> good to know oh my yeah. god okay so finding Nemo in disney world not too bad not too bad yeah it's not like <laughs> too bad now <laughs> for napping wise <laughs> it's dark this ride is yes like and it's they cold. say a dark ride like this the line for this ride i've talked to you guys before i've said about how like my mom doesn't have the best vision like she can't see the line for this ride she has to oh, grab no. onto someone and walk because it is the second you walk in there it's dark and you're right it's cold and like you really yeah. feel like you're just like underwater all of a sudden yeah it's cold in there and i feel like that helps with like the nap you know because like you're so hot during the day and you're just like, I just need to close my eyes. And then the, the cold breeze hits you and you're like, wow, I'm going to pass out now. I'm going to take a good snooze. The other thing that makes it really easy in this <laughs> ride, there's no storyline to this ride. Oh, there's, they're looking for Nemo and he is constantly like in the corner of the screen or in the corner of the room. And that's the storyline is like, where is he? Oh, look, he's right there, but they don't see him. So that is the whole storyline. There isn't really a good one. You can literally <laughs> fall asleep, wake up, and you'll still know exactly what's going on. Yeah, uh, it's not a very good ride. It's not, but it's not the worst. So mm -mm. It, it's nice for a nap. Yes, very good for a nap for just a nice little break when you leave there. There is the full aquarium. If you have kids, you can literally like take them into one room of it, and they can just look at fish and. There's a little play area. Like, you can yeah. sit down while your kids run around for a little bit if that's what you want. And you can get uh, off your feet for a little bit. Or if you don't have kids, you can literally just go sit and look at fish for a little bit. Sit on the ground. Sit on a bench. Just relax and yeah. be off your feet. It's cold in there. It's mm -hmm. very, like, quiet. Not necessarily quiet. But it, it's definitely calmer. You can feel that there's a, a calm energy in the room. And you just have the fish to look at and the dolphins and the manatees. And it's just a nice little break. It, you feel like you're at the aquarium. It's wonderful. You can see scuba divers in there sometimes. Yes. I love the scuba divers in there. They're so fun. Occasionally, very rarely, Mickey Mouse will be scuba diving. I have not seen that yet. And I would pay good money to see that. <laughs> I agree. I have never seen it. I've seen it online. That looks so fun. Like, I want to I wanna be friends with Mickey and I want to do that. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm only, I'm only like eight inches too tall. <laughs> but scuba diving so cool. in general in there, you can actually pay to do that. This is obviously not how to take a rest, but you can pay to be one of the scuba divers in there. You have to already have your scuba certification yeah. to do that. There's one that you don't need it, but for the full legit scuba diving, you need to be certified. That makes sense. It's probably like a safety thing. Probably. Um, 
But while you're in this building, there is another place where you can go and typically there's always seats. It is actually turtle talk. You can hang out with Crush and talk to a turtle and that's super fun. And it's quiet and it's dark. Um, and it's one of those things where your kid is probably going to love it and you can just, you know, take a bit of a load off and relax and have a breather. I personally love going in there. It's always so, so funny. funny. And it's always just like a nice breath of fresh air. Like it's nice and cold, it's dark, and you're just like having a good time. So I think Turtle Talk is really great, especially if there's like not a very long wait. I agree. It's usually like you just walk right in. As If yeah. you're waiting, it's like you're waiting for the other show to end. You're not right. just waiting for nothing. Like yeah, you're not going like to wait for the doors shows. to open. Yeah. You won't like yeah. wait multiple shows like you do at some shows in Disney. Like it's going to be, if you're waiting, you're getting in. Yeah. 90% exactly. of the time. I can't account for when Living with the Land is a 60-minute wait. Then you might be waiting longer <laughs> for Turtle Talk with Crush. <laughs> this one, though, I'm going to go find – going to say the downside of this one as well. If you listen to the Hollywood Studios episode, this was the downside of one of the shows there. There aren't backs to the seats. They're just, like, a bleacher seat. That's true. And, like, if you wanted, like, a nice comfy chair, this this really isn't it. But the plus side is it is you're off your feet and you're entertained for a little bit because it is hilarious. And questions so are getting funny. funnier with social media because Turtle Talk yeah. with Crush kind of blew up on social media. I love it. I am a full grown adult and I will gladly sit there and ask Crush as many questions as my heart desires. Absolutely. I love listening to everyone's questions and just hearing that little turtle swim around. It is so funny. <laughs> and I'm like always so impressed. It's It's like such a fun bit of magic. And in Turtle Talk with Chris, did you see that he verified that he is the turtle from Moana? I saw that. I thought that was so interesting. Mm-hmm. Crush has a lot of power. I was like, dang, doesn't he, he let Crush verify that? All right. Crush is, I feel like he's just such a wise soul. I love that. Love that little turtle. I mean, he's 150 years old. He's, 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 <laughs> he's seen a lot. He's seen, his, he's seen some stuff. Got to be like 170 by now. Funny Nemo yeah. was what, 2001? I know. Yeah, he's up there. Old dude. He's an old dude. Should we keep doing it as Rise of the Attractions, or should I just do everything on, in that area? What um, do you think? What else do you have in that area? The Pixar Short Film Festival. Where? Oh, that's right next to Figment, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, you should, I would do that now. Just right. while you're in those section. While we're there, while we're walking you guys through the park... Pixar Short Film Festival. It is immediately outside of Journey into Imagination. If, like, when you exit there, it's right next to you. If you're walking up to find it, it's to the left of Journey into Imagination. This is, like, the nap spot. Of everywhere we named so far, I, I personally think this one is the best nap spot so far. Yeah. Like, if you need a full-on break, if you have kids, it's great. They're going to be so entertained for you. It's a comfy chair. And it's probably, they play like three or four shorts. So it's probably like 20 minutes that you are sitting there in a comfy chair. They give you 3D glasses. You don't have to use them if you just want to close your eyes. <laughs> in the air conditioning, in the dark. If you can fall asleep in front of the TV at home, you are going to fall asleep in front of this screen at the parks. Yeah. And I feel like it's typically not very crowded in there. Mm -hmm. And there's never a wait to get in. So if you are, like, in a hurry, you're really exhausted, your kids are exhausted, just pop on over. I'm sure they'll you'll be able to find a seat. And I, I did have to wait for it one time, but the way that the waiting works is you're not standing in a line. It's just 
in a room. They're like, here comes oh, with the room with and a bench. There's no benches, but everybody just sits on the floor. And oh, I don't know yeah. if there was a single person standing <laughs> when we were waiting because everyone yeah. just sits on the floor. People line up against the walls and lean on the walls. Like you're going to go from sitting to sitting. So even if there is a break, it's really good, especially if you have kids who just need to sit and take a break for a little bit. Like they might just sit on your lap while you're on the ground and relax. Or you might be able to, if you know that it's a 20 minute show and it's not starting for 20 minutes, you can probably pull out some food while you're waiting there and feed your kid yeah. for, have a little picnic lunch and then go yeah. in. Like, <laughs> it a was a good snack out of the, out of the mm-hmm. heat. It was a good break spot and it was nice and dark. And the show is, if, if you're going to watch the show, the show is great. They're I, good shorts. Yeah, I love the shorts. So it is, it's a good show. It's a good time. And it's cold and dark. And we love that. And comfy. Cold, dark, and comfy. Cold, dark, and comfy. What more could you want? The CDC. Cold, cold dark, <laughs> comfy. Tell me why I just thought I was quoting Monsters, Inc. And now I'm realizing I'm quoting the real world. I was like, yeah, child protection. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, no, that's CDA. Oh, my God. See, I need, to go take- <laughs> I need to go take a nap. I need to go to the... I, yeah. Oh, my God. The Pixar time to, time to pop over to the Pixar shorts. Oh, in my brain, literally, I was like, 2319. We're in 2319. <laughs> oh my gosh oh that's so funny okay well we'll leave that section of the park now but that that section those rides those shows everything over there is pretty relaxing epcot in general you if you can't tell by now it's a pretty relaxing park yeah it's not as intense as other parks the rides are more spread out so you're not going like ride 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 you really have to like kind of walk from thing to thing so that can make it more exhausting but definitely more relaxing most of the rides are dark rides i don't yeah. even i don't think they have any outside rides there is not a single epcot ride outside no no they're all inside wow mm-hmm. so that definitely helps yes for sure it gives you a lot of places to rest in epcot which i think is a good thing so once we kind of leave that section, we could head over to the Epcot Ball and head right on to Spaceship Earth, which is like the pinnacle nap spot, I think, in Epcot. Oh, yeah. Like it's a long ride. It's very dark and you can just chill out. I feel like the narration and everything just adds to how like cozy and just you are just ready to fall asleep it's like a history lesson and i'm i'm gonna be honest i'm a huge nerd and i love spaceship earth but if i'm tired i am definitely taking a nap 100 percent, closing my eyes and not waking up until the end well and the whole thing you start at the bottom of the ball and it Mm -hmm. brings you up as you go so the whole time you're like slightly slanted back yeah, like exactly. just enough like to like lean your head. You are like you can lean your head back and just like really take it in. Yeah, it is. I feel like that's like the pinnacle of like if you're gonna snooze on a ride, that's probably the one this, to do it on. And it's one of those things where like once you wrote it once, you're good. Like yeah, you've written it once, you've written it a thousand times. So yeah. if you write it once, you can really take a nap close your eyes you're not i'm sorry you're not missing much sorry to the spaceship earth fanatics out there but you're not missing too much yeah you can just thank a phoenician when you leave 
Exactly. You're good. <laughs> uh, with this ride, though, I have to say, do not go on it first thing in the morning. This is just a everyone needs to know oh, this spaceship yeah. Earth tip. Because it's the first ride and, like, people – when they're planning their trip or looking so forward to seeing the Epcot ball, seeing Spaceship Earth, they hop right on it. And the wait time can go up to like 30 or 40 minutes. This ride will be a walk-on later. Like, Yeah, this, this is very similar to living with the land. If it's more mm-hmm. than 15 minutes, I suggest just popping over somewhere else and then coming mm-hmm. back to it later. Because I would say with pretty good certainty that this is going to absolutely be a walk-on at some point if not a lot of points throughout the day just watch your app and just head on back when it looks like the line's short and with the genie on the phone now on my disney experience it'll literally tell you when the lines are gonna get shorter or when they predict it'll get shorter yeah if you look at spaceship earth it's like later in the day it's just downward slide yeah the at&t bar is just going down straight line to the bottom nice and short um, later every yeah, time definitely do you remember the ellen ride it's not there anymore like minimally like not really oh my gosh the best nap of my disney life happened on the ellen ride i like my entire party we were all completely exhausted and the minute you walk in like you don't even have to wait it's just you have like a bench in the waiting room so everyone was like passed out on the bench and then you go into the ride and I couldn't even tell you what happened in the ride because I was just immediately asleep you know what's funny we talked about it on another episode about like extinct rides and I was mind blown it was a 40 minute ride that's how long you were in there for once the ride started I could not tell you a single thing that happened in that ride. I was sleeping the whole time, a whole 40 minutes. That was group nap time, that ride. That, that was, was like, I don't know anybody that had their eyes open. There's it's no like way. The carousel of progress of Epcot. It is so long. It was honestly like, it was just great for the naps. Oh, I believe it. Absolutely believe it. I don't really remember it at all. I asked my mom about it. She said that I was on it. But, like, when we got older, they probably didn't even bother taking us on it. They probably were like, Yeah, probably no. not. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> my <laughs> ride going to be miserable. <laughs> it was just nice to sleep. <laughs> it's a perfect nap. And that's where Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy is now. So that went from one extreme to the other. Yeah, seriously. Actually, I think it was right next to Guardians. Because it was in that, like, gold building okay. on the map. So I think it was, like, right next to it. Gotcha. Guardians is definitely not the place to nap. If you're looking for a nap, I would not go to Guardians. No, I would not. Guardians, if you're looking for a thrill ride, though, it's so good. Yes. Oh, the gold building. It's going to be the home of future home of play, the play pavilion. That's what they're turning Ellen into. Okay. Not nap time, it sounds like. No, you're right there, right next to it. It sounds like that'd be a good break for parents. Yes, yes. Just not for kids. Probably not. The play pavilion. But yeah, um, after Spaceship Earth, Connections Cafe. I love it. I didn't really think that it would be a big deal. And before they opened it, I was like, oh, another restaurant. Who cares? Whatever. New Starbucks location. Who cares? There's so much seating in there. Mm -hmm. You never have to look for a seat. And I love that. Like, I hate going to like a, a quick dining restaurant or wherever and being like, oh, there's three benches in here and there's 200 people waiting like Mm -hmm. connections is just gigantic and there's so many seats and then the bathroom's right there too so it makes it like 
so much better. Everything's right there. It's like you really need a good amount of time to rest. And I don't know if you've ever gotten one of the tables that have the, like, you put your phone down and it charges, like, mm -hmm. the wireless pads on it. I was so mind blown the first time that Connections opened and I saw that. I was like, oh, my God, I could sit here all day. It's such a nice perk. And it's what a lot of people are looking for when they're looking for somewhere to rest. They look for an outlet. Like they yeah. look for somewhere yeah, to go you look for somewhere phone. to charge your phone. Yeah. It, it, Connections just has everything. They have ample seating. You can charge your phone. You have Starbucks in the same building. So you can have a coffee. They also have the Connections Cafe. So you can grab a snack, some Mickey waffles. Mm -hmm. And then they have a bathroom. Like you, you don't have to go anywhere else. You just stay in Connections. You know what I really like, which I think is funny? I, like I said, I'm not really a soda drinker, but they have a soda fountain there where you get your own refills. Yes, I saw like that. Getting ice for your water bottle or like filling your water bottle up. Like that's such a big deal. That's a huge deal. Like not everywhere has that anymore. That's not a thing. Like Disney fills the drinks for you in a lot of the places. Yeah. Although the fact that they built that into this place makes me think that they're like, just let people get it themselves. It's so much easier. Probably. I wonder if they'll, they'll ever go back to that. I don't know. That's like in the middle of the building though. So like there yeah. they're not. Like no one's serving it for you. No, yeah, like, absolutely. I think the time that they save not having to have someone behind the counter filling drinks is worth the money that they lose if someone steals a soda. Like if someone fills their water bottle yeah. with a Powerade. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I, it's worth it because and it's yeah. just so nice to be able to get like ice. Like obviously you can get water anywhere you go, but like, like don't fill your water, water bottle up with like a real real nice cold water and ice yes it is so nice and honestly like i love going up to the counter and like asking for water and they they do they give it to you and the cast members are always so gracious but the cups they give are so little and you're mm -hmm. like this is a sip of water yeah <laughs> especially when there's ice like, in it I, you're like this is a single sip and i'm like the sahara desert right now i need water Hi, there's only two of us, but can we please have eight cups of water? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I feel like having, like, strategic stations where people can, like, grab ice and water is probably, like, such a relief for cast members because they're not, like, filling 1,200 glasses of water a day. 100%. And, or like you said, that place is just huge and you are not going to have to finding a seat. Mm -hmm. There's, it's so great. Even on a busy day, I went on a Saturday and still didn't have any issues in there. Yeah, they also have, I th at least I think they do, I think they also have outdoor seating. So, like, if it's too cold in the building, like, for me, I get cold sometimes, so I like to, like, sit outside but in the shade. And I think that they do have some seats outside, like picnic tables, so you could also sit outside, which is a bonus. Oh, yeah, definitely. Perfect spot to take a break and the phone jam. Perfect. Oh my gosh. Seriously. Also over in that area, if across from Connections Cafe, there's the creation shop. Outside of that, there is a play area, a full playground. It's really, it's kind of small. It's for kids like maybe like five and under, not really much bigger than that. But good spot for parents to sit in the shade while the kids can run around and get some of their energy out if that's what you're interested in. If they're somehow not getting their energy out enough in Disney. <laughs> also, it's usually... If there's a festival going on, there's booths right outside the playground. So I know, like, with my niece and nephew, we've sent them in, and, like, an, an adult has obviously gone in and sat in the chair and watched them play. Well, we got food, brought it in, and we all sat there and ate while the kids played. So, good spot. That's so to be nice. Able to sit. And realistically, with eating and drinking around the world, 
there's not anywhere to sit. Like you stand and eat most places. They don't have like picnic yeah. tables out. They have benches, but that's it. So the fact that there's chairs in there where you can sit while kids can kind of run around and get some energy out before you drive <laughs> them around the world is nice. Plus just having like a full on playground. I feel like that's that's so nice for families with younger kids who maybe don't have a ton to do in Epcot. That's a, just a nice little break. I think that's why there's so many play areas in Epcot because there's also one when you leave Mission Space. There's a play yeah, area that's the around. one I was thinking of. It's usually near the bistro during the food and wine festival. Like if you know where that booth is, it's usually in that area. Yeah, they do have a lot of playgrounds, actually. That's that's so interesting. Yeah, because just, like, at the ride exits, now I'm, like, thinking about them all. There's the Mission Space <laughs> one, there's that one, there's the one out when you leave Journey into Imagination. There's a play area mm -hmm. that you can climb on in the seas with Nemo and friends. There's a play area when you leave Spaceship Earth underneath of it, yep. play area. Well, I guess it's because when Epcot was made. Oh, and in Test Track. Isn't there one in Test Track, too, where you can play with the cars? Yeah. Huh. But Epcot was made to be, like, you learned and, like, you were educated. So most of those areas were probably educational at one point, and now it's just here, run around and play with this thing. Yeah. Plus, you can, like, learn by doing. Like, uh, I don't know. Also, great spots for if your kid doesn't want to do the ride or is too small for the ride. If your kid can't ride to yeah. Epcot, can't ride Mission Space or won't ride Mission Space, you can take them and go <laughs> let them play. Go in the play area. Yeah. And, and then you can still, like, get a taste of the ride. Gotcha. Interesting. So the last thing that's in the front of the park, kind of more towards the back. We're working our way to the back right now. There is the... What would you even call Are you going to the building right before you get to the Mexico Pavilion? Yeah. There's a certain name for it, though. I cannot remember it. The Odyssey? Odyssey Building? That sounds correct. Are you? Uh, I always call that the first aid shop because I never know what that building is called. I believe, but I do know that first aid is in there. I think it's called the Odyssey Building, and during festivals they have been putting food in it. Yeah, they have brew ring in there, right? Yeah, and the oh my god, the wings from that were so good. <laughs> oh, it was so good, and they had like so many ciders. I'm a huge cider fan. In there, there's a whole seating area in there in the air conditioning with chairs. One of the only places at Food and Wine Festival that you'll be able to find chairs to sit at a real table. Big deal. And connected That's a to big that deal. building is the baby care center and some bathrooms. So bathrooms, always nice. Baby care center, spot to rest if you have kids and need to get them away. Maybe sensory overload. Maybe you just need to breastfeed, need to change a diaper. Baby care center is perfect. Yes. Also in this building is the first aid center. And I do like to point that out because I feel like a lot of people when they're in the parks, they like don't know where to go for certain things. Um, and I will say that if you are sensitive to motion sickness, I went on Guardians and I didn't have a problem the first time I went on it, but the second time I did get a bit motion sick. So I just popped over to the first aid center and they gave me Dramamine and I felt so good the rest of the day. So it's like a nice little spot if you do want to go and just like check in. Usually they'll, they'll, they'll be able to give you something like that or like Tylenol, mm. just if you need something small. And you didn't have to pay for it, right? Just for no, like I didn't. Serving? I didn't yeah. think so. I've gotten Tylenol there. And I actually almost bought a pack. So they'll sell the medicine yeah. in the park. They'll sell it like in the stores, the tiny little individual ones. And I was like, wait, let me go to, to first it's, aid before I pay for this. And they did. The exactly. 
yeah, same with the Dramamine. I didn't have to pay for it. It was just a single tablet that they gave me, but that was all I needed. It was perfect. Uh, and I felt so much better and ready to go about my park day. So if you do need it, it's a different kind of break, but if you do need it, something like that, it's good to know where the first aid center is. Great for band-aids too, for blisters. Yes, Got absolutely. Those Disney blisters. Those Disney blisters are brutal. They hit different. They really do. <laughs> they do. It's not right. <laughs> okay, so now we're in the World Showcase. Do we start in Mexico or piss everybody off and go Canada to Mexico to tell oh. everyone to take a break? Honestly, so I used to be like so hardcore, you have to start in Mexico. But these days, I really don't mind starting in Canada and going against the traffic. Because I feel like by the time you get to Mexico, the crowds have really dwindled. I completely agree. That's my argument for it every time. I so, prefer to start in Canada. I don't know. It depends on, like, what you want to do. Because if you want to, like, start off strong. Oh, actually, I think in our the episode that I was in last time, you said that you don't like the margaritas in Mexico. Yeah, I've so never had a good one. might be why you don't like to start there. Because for me, Maybe. I love to get the avocado margarita. And I feel like it's, like, a good, strong start to drinking around the world. But if you don't like margaritas, then I can totally see going over to Canada, maybe grabbing an ice wine or a beer and, like, mm -hmm. doing, like, a slow dip into yeah. the World Showcase. It makes me really mad because at home I love margaritas, but I have yet to get one in the Mexico Pavilion that I like. Oh, that makes I just me so sad. I haven't yet. I know you said about the avocado one, so next time I will be trying it. I love that margarita. Although, I will say it's not for everybody. My mom says it tastes like grass. So, I think it definitely depends on the person. Can I have sugar on the rim of my grass? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Like, then okay. I, yeah, you should be okay. But it's definitely not for everybody, so if you don't like it, don't blame me. I would try it. I just haven't... Nothing has really been exciting for me in Mexico, except the nachos, which I'm fine with getting at the end. Yeah. Likewise, I don't find them that great. I know it's a super unpopular opinion. And the booths for the festivals, eh. Yeah, what the heck is that about? And it's so overpriced. Like other it's so booths, expensive. you get so much food for the price on almost every other booth. And there, they're like, here's one singular taco that'll be eight dollars. Yeah, I'm like, I can't bit, do it. It's a bit rough. Um, yeah, the avocado margarita is definitely my favorite. I'd have to look at the Lacava menu because there's definitely other ones on there that I've tried and enjoyed. But there's also ones on there that I tried and absolutely hated. Could definitely see if you don't if you don't like the avocado margarita, I could definitely see you wanting to just skip margaritas in Mexico altogether and go over to the Italy pavilion and get the Italian margarita. The Italian margarita. That one is delicious. That one is strong. That so good. That one is so good. And they have Seriously. it at like every festival now. It is so good. It is such a fan favorite and for mm -hmm. an amazing reason. That should just be on the menu all all year round. That one, I remember looking at the price and being like, hmm, that feels like a lot for this. And then I got it and yes. I was like, no, I'll pay whatever. I'll pay whatever you no, want. I got it for the first time and it was like the tiniest drink for $14. I was like, mm -hmm. what is this about? This is disrespectful, Disney. And then after I drank it, I was like, oh, okay. There was a lot in that $14. <laughs> it's worth the money. <laughs> The Italy Pavilion, though, reminds me of the Epcot Pavilion as far as the price of the food and stuff. It's, for some reason, more expensive than other pavilions. It but is it, much more expensive. But I Italy think it has something more to food. do with their, like, import tax. I think so, because it's not, they're not technically a Disney booth. 
Yeah. So the best way to tell is the ones that are the booths that are run by Disney, they'll be wearing those flag shirts. The cast mm-hmm. members will be. If they're not wearing that, that means it's run by like another company. And they usually will cost more. They're set like a yeah. high price for things. That totally but makes we'll, sense. We can start in Mexico, though, while we're there. We'll start in Mexico. We're already over there. I mean, I've got to start there eventually. <laughs> Mine as well. Mine as well. The Grand Fiesta Tour. Grand Siesta Tour? The Grand Siesta Tour. <laughs> Especially if you're ending in Mexico because you got yeah, seriously. telling you by then. Oh, my gosh. I honestly, like, I really love that ride. I will never go to the Mexico Pavilion and not get on that ride. But if you're exhausted, like, just close your eyes. Donald will forgive you. And it's dark and it's cold and it's nice. And it's not, like, terribly uncomfortable. So I feel like that's a good one to kind of just take a quick rest. Yeah, just a nice boat ride. Yeah, this is another one. This is another one that if the line's more than 15 minutes, just walk around the pavilion for a little bit and then just go back when the line's short. Just go Honestly, wait 15 is... minutes for a margarita <laughs> instead and then come back. Yeah, and come back. Like, this, is, it really shouldn't be a long line. This is another one of those walk-ons. Usually the line at Cava de Tequila is longer than the line at the Grand Fiesta Tour. Yes, uh, always. Yeah, so... It's... I have waited so long for La Cava and... <laughs> I usually always walk right on to the Grand Fiesta. Yeah. If anything, those boats for that ride are huge too. So like you might think you're waiting, but as long as you're within the the queue, like where it does go back and forth, you're going to get on within a boat or two. Like that's not a wait. They don't even post the wait times for that ride because Mm -hmm. there isn't one. It's not. Yeah. But that one actually, fun fact, has basically the same storyline as Friday Nemo. They can't find Donald. <laughs> they can't find Donald. He is constantly in your vision, just not theirs. So same idea. If you close your eyes, you're going to wake up and still know what's going on. For yeah. some reason, even though it's the same storyline as Nemo, I really like this ride. I love it. There's something okay. about that ride. It's so addicting. I have to go on it every single time. I get so sad when I miss it. Mm-hmm. I agree. It broke down last time we were there. We were in line and it broke down. And I was so upset. That- i sad about it. That pavilion gets really, really crowded. So besides that ride, I yeah. don't think anywhere else in there is really a great spot to take a rest. There isn't, like, people will There's literally, not a like, ton of places over you if you sit on the ground or anything. So I would say nowhere mm-hmm. else in there is good to rest. Yeah. If you're just looking for air conditioning and not, like, a place to sit, this one is a good one. Um, but it does get really crowded when it rains. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. Oh, yeah. And they've started to try and do some crowd control ever since COVID, where you would have to wait in line to go in. They occasionally yes. bring that back, I it, probably because it literally will hit max capacity. So they'll yeah. stop you from coming in. You have to wait in line, and then they'll let you in in groups. Um, yeah. I see my idea of Spaceship Earth. If I don't wait in line to go in there. I, it's not worth it the line will go down later. And because Mexico is at the front of the World Showcase, you can go back later without having to walk the full mile around the World Showcase. So Yeah. What's up next? Norway. Norway has a good spot to sit. Ooh, where? They have some seating right behind... Kringla? The Kringla has some seating, and the seating is right next to the bathroom. Oh, that, that outside seating, like in the breezeway? Yep. Mm-hmm. I always have no problems finding seating there, and it's like a just a regular picnic table. It's, yeah, grab grab some school bread and take a squat. 
I agree. It's a good one. It's not air conditioning, but it's in a breezeway. So it's like completely shaded. Yeah, no, it's completely yeah. covered. So you're think, not like in the sun. I want to say that there's fans going above you, but I might be making that up. That might just be wishful thinking in my brain right now. Uh, there might be. I can't think off the top of my head, but it is in a cooler area. Yeah. I think the Norway Pavilion in general is pretty cool because they have like the grass top buildings and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that absorbs a lot of the heat. Definitely. And good break because Norway can get really, really crowded. So the fact that that place doesn't yes. really is nice. No, it is nice. It's definitely one of those spots where it's kind of off the the beaten path of the mm -hmm. pavilion because you have those all everywhere else and everyone heads to Frozen. So it is a good little quiet area. I agree. Next, we're going to China. China actually has a few places, in my opinion, that are good to rest. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll start with my personal favorite. There is a museum in the China Pavilion. Mm -hmm. Literally not on the map, guys. I'm staring at it right now. It's a tiny little museum that currently has a whole set, whole thing is about Shanghai Disneyland and seeing what That's is so in cool. Shanghai Disneyland. And it will make you want to go to Shanghai. I think I walked through there once, decided I need to be on a plane to Shanghai, and was like, I can't be in here anymore because I'm going to book a flight. Yeah. It <laughs> literally is how it makes you feel. It's so good. It's so cool. Yeah. What are your thoughts about the reflection of China? Because it's not, it, it is a movie and it's a nice movie. If you've ever watched it, it is very nice. But the seating in there, it's like you, I'm pretty sure you stand. I'm pretty sure you do. I went into the Canada version of it. Oh, yeah, the, the Canada one in, 360. <laughs> yeah. And thought I was getting a break, found out that it was, you had to stand for it. You are not allowed to sit on the things that they have. They have like poles that you can kind of lean on, but you're not allowed to sit mm -hmm. on them because they're high up. Yeah. And I was like, I will never do this again. This is terrible. So I have not gone on to Reflections of China because I was told it was the same concept and I won't do it. It is this. Yeah. So it is the same. Um, also, when it when you have those like dome shaped uh, screens, I feel like a lot of times if you're not sitting, it's almost like a planetarium where you have to like tilt your head back too. So mm -hmm. there's just like so many factors. I think that that show was one that if you see it once you don't really need to see it again because they don't update it so yeah you could tell watching you, the Canada yeah, one if you really not... enjoy it then that's great and it is a good like air-conditioned spot but it's definitely not somewhere where you can like go and sit down no I didn't feel like I was taking a break when I was in there which was what my goal was yeah I'm not personally a fan I my opinion would be don't go into it if you're looking for a place to get a break yeah Definitely not. And I agree. You've seen it once. You've seen it. You're good. There are gardens that you can kind of walk through. They don't have benches in their gardens in China, though. But sometimes Mulan meets back there. She'll, like, hide in the garden, basically, and then a line will form. So you can I meet love her. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> the last thing in China, besides the fact that they have a giant store if you just want air conditioning to walk around in, the Lotus Blossom Cafe... Oh. Is there quick service, but most people, especially if there's a festival, are not eating at quick service, and they have indoor seating. Not yeah. a lot. It's nothing compared to connections. Any quick service <laughs> in the World Showcase does not have a lot of seating, mm -hmm. but it has some indoor seating if you need to take a break. Good for, good for the rain, to get out of the rain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't think I've ever sat in there. I think I've 
so I have eaten in the China Pavilion, but I'm pretty sure I just grabbed my food and ran. So good to know there's seats in there. If you, yeah, if you not need a many, good rest. but there are options. <laughs> All right, uh, so there it is, the outpost. Okay, and I don't think there's a lot of seats over there. There's definitely a little area where the kids can play because they have those musical instruments. Mm -hmm. So you can have your kids play and you can kind of just mentally relax a little bit. Like <laughs> You're not really doing too much, but they don't have a ton of like benches or anything like that where you can sit down, no. which is a bit of a bummer. No, but there is never a line at the food area at the outpost. Very, very rarely is there a line. And they just have, they have like a soda fountain, ice cream, and then they'll put in random foods for whatever festivals are going on. So if you just want something quick, if you're just in dire need of a Diet Coke, <laughs> wait until you get to there because it'll be so much quicker than waiting in line somewhere else for it. I will let my little sister Ashley know because she is a Diet Coke fiend. A fanatic. So she, I've never met anyone that loves Diet Coke like that girl. <laughs> My mom used to. She, uh, she gave it up for Lent one year and was able to stick with it, but she would be like at least a bottle or two a day. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. What's after the outpost? Germany. We're going to Germany. I, I think Germany is always really crowded. There's nowhere to rest in Germany. I think it's always so crowded. They do have benches, but they there's do. always a thousand people in that pavilion and there's like mm -hmm. nowhere to sit. And they do have a lot of benches in the front up by the water of the World Showcase. Yeah. There's a lot of benches there, but you're right. They get taken up so quick. They get taken so fast. I think it's because it's one of those pavilions where Germany, Italy, the America Pavilion, Japan, those are all pretty central in the World Showcase. So you mm -hmm. just have a mix of people coming from both the Mexico side and the Canada side. Um, so I feel like all four of those pavilions can get super congested. Yeah. They have good food. They usually have live music going. So that doesn't help. And people who've never even been to Disney are like, when I get there, I'm trying the grapefruit beer. So like they're looking for Germany. You know what I mean? Like they're, they know Nothing what they're like going for. like that 2% beer. That juice. <laughs> Juice. I will be honest, I love it. Um, oh, it's so good. But I never buy it in Disney because I can buy it in my regular grocery store. Yeah, um, they have it everywhere. I remember seeing it the first everywhere. Time, and it was like a six pack basically cost the price of like one or two of them from Disney. Yeah, I never buy it when I'm in Disney. I only buy it like when mm. I'm at home. I was like, I feel bamboozled. Yeah. It's fine. It is, good. It is good. So we'll skip right over Germany. Italy, I think um, Italy does have quite a few benches. Mm -hmm. They don't have any, like, air-conditioned rest areas, if I'm not no. mistaken. Not that I can think of. There's not really much going on in Italy unless you're going to sit down in a restaurant, which mm -hmm. obviously any sit-down restaurant most likely will feel like a break. That's just... yeah general knowledge that's why we hadn't included any on here but unless you're sitting down there's not really anywhere in italy even like mm -hmm. the pizza there's a pizza window it's that there's no inside yeah they're quick service so italy is definitely a, a bench or nothing you're not getting any air conditioning they have one store that i nothing. walk through and think i'm gonna break everything like and they're sort of small, like it's not a huge store. Like when you go to, over to the Japan Pavilion, you're like, wow, there's a ton of stuff in what looks like a very small store. Um, but the, I feel like the Italy Pavilion, the store is super small too. So it can get really tight and congested depending on the crowd levels for the day. 
Yeah, definitely. They do have, you can go sit on the bridge that's on the other side, closer to the World Showcase Lagoon. There's a nice bridge where you can sit and relax. It's completely in the sun, though. There's no shade. But at night, it's a nice spot to just sit and people watch if you just wanted to do that for a little bit. I know Rick and I got ice cream and sat on that bridge for like probably 30 minutes the one night. It was so nice. Just people watch. All the drunk people go by. (laughs) That's awesome. But I feel like at least since there's no like real good seating in Italy, at least there's the American Pavilion and you have the theater there. Snooze Central. American Gardens Theater. That's the one. There are so many seats and you can just sit there all day. Honestly, no one's going to make you move. Nope. There's nothing going on there. I mean, sometimes they do have like the eat to the beat during the food and wine festival. So you might see some crowds there, but in general, there's going to be a ton of seats and it's mostly shaded if I'm not wrong yes like it's like they have a cover over it so it's not like air conditioned but it it is like not you're not like sitting and baking in the sun while you're trying to sit so mm-hmm. big plus for the american pavilion eat to the beat and then the candlelight processional those are the ones oh that, that one in. too they bring yeah. in the crowds i would say candlelight yes m- maybe even more i've seen that depending on who the guest narrator is right like, I'm sure Joey Vitone for Eat to the Beat is going to bring in more than certain candlelight processionals, but, like, Neil Patrick Harris, he's going to take it all away. You're not, you're yeah. not going to be able to walk I, through I the I saw Whoopi one year. When Did I was you? For the candlelight procession, I saw Whoopi Goldberg. That was, that's cool. I've only seen yeah. Gary Sinise. That's, that's still really cool, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, but... <laughs> Where I was going with the Snoo Central, though, that is the American Adventure. That's the show oh, in the theater behind it. Yeah. Oh my god, this show's so bad. This show is terrible. <laughs> so I am like a hard advocate for do not waste your time on this show unless you need a nap because it is air conditioning, it's dark, and it's boring. The animatronics are so outdated. Like it is, and if you're not a history person. No. Are there seats in there? I, I honestly have never been to no. the, what is it called? The American Adventure? Yeah. I I've never funny. even, I've never even considered it. I was like, I'm not doing that. I had um, never done it. And I was walking past the one day, me and Rick were, and for some reason we were like, let's go in here. I don't know if we wanted air. I don't know if the show was just starting and we realized we had never seen it. Like, I don't know what was going through our brains, mm-mm. but we looked at each other and we were like, this is so bad. Should we leave? And we both were waiting for the other one to say yes, and we didn't. So we ended up staying for the majority of the show until we finally left after like 15 minutes. Oh it's my gosh. It's so terrible. It's like Hall of Presidents, but American history, like not just oh Lord. And I liked history in school, but I didn't, I, I don't need it. I, ugh. But yeah. the seats were so comfy. You can sit back. There's no one in there because no one else wants to see it. So you can put your feet up. <laughs> no one wants to see it. If you're a Hall oh. of Presidents fan, you're going to like this show. If not, enjoy your nap. Enjoy the nap. I love that. That's a great rest spot then. That's oh, a really good one. It's probably the best rest spot in Epcot. That's my honest opinion. Because yeah, the theater's huge and it's dark and like because it's so big, you're really spread out. You're not stuck holding like 3D glasses or anything. If you don't want to watch it, you can literally just close your eyes and take a nap. Yeah, 
Uh, also in the Amer American Pavilion, they have a decent amount of like picnic bench areas. Yeah. So they have one to the right of the pavilion. Like if you're looking at Independence Hall, you go right to the right and it's like nice and covered. You're out of the sun. There's usually some seats there. Or if you're on the left of the Independence Hall on the left of the pavilion, um, just in front of the Regal Eagle, you also have a ton of picnic benches you can pick from there. And they're not necessarily covered, but they have umbrellas. Mm -hmm. So you can like try and find a shady spot. There's um, some trees there too. So like you can get one yeah. under the tree, which is nice. Yeah. So if you just like need a quick rest spot, that's that's pretty nice. Well, and again, most of the tables in Epcot are standing tables for the festivals. They don't put chairs yeah. up. So the, those picnic tables are some of the only seats that but, you get that aren't a bench, like a seat with a real table in front of it, unless you go yeah, into a restaurant. For real. But yeah, so America is a really good spot to rest, especially <laughs> so before many places. you to Japan, which doesn't really have anything. Have you been to the uh, Katsura Grill? I have. That was the only thing I was thinking maybe, but I wasn't sure. So they have next, if you go outside the, the grill to the left, they have a garden. Um, and in that garden, they have picnic tables. And since it's so tucked away, I feel like there's never anybody back there. Mm -hmm. Sab and I got, she got some kind of noodle and then we went and sat back there. And like the fact that it was Christmas day when we did this and we were able yeah. to go just get a table and sit down. Yeah, there's never, I feel like it's one of those spots where it's very hidden, um, but it's so nice to go back there and sit. Uh, they do have fans sometimes in the summer too, like just pop-up fans that they'll drop down over there. I oh, love nice. that spot. That's like my favorite hidden spot in Epcot. It's just so relaxing back there, and there's never anybody over there. And the garden um, is, like you said, so nice. They have koi ponds and everything over there. They got there. koi ponds. I love it. And they got a little, like, bridge you can walk over. It's so, like, nice and scenic. Um, the Japan Pavilion is my favorite in Epcot. I just, I love the drinks there. I love the vibes. I love all of it. The shop is amazing and gigantic. But there's not a ton of rest spots. That's, like, the only one I can think of. Yeah, but as far as rest spots go, like, that's such a relaxing, beautiful rest spot to really, it's like... It's a journey. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get to, like, get away from people. Like, sometimes the yeah. thing, it's not a matter of, like, sitting down or getting off your feet. It's getting away from people and yeah, getting, it's like, like some privacy. Yeah, reducing all that stimulation and just, like, mm -hmm. kind of zoning out for a bit. Yeah, I agree. So that's Japan. Next up, we have Morocco, which I think that there is a decent bit of seating in Morocco once you get past where the restaurant is. I agree. You have to, like, go really into the you Morocco have to pavilion. Go deep into the yeah. pavilion. But there are seats. And sometimes you can see Princess Jasmine there. Mm-hmm. And they so, just have, like, random tables. Like you said with the seats, it's just random tables and stuff. Like, yeah. they'll just be like, oh, look, a chair here. Like, oh, a bench here, a table here. Like, it's a hallway, but they have benches in it. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense, but, like, I'm not complaining. No, and I feel like this is one of the pavilions that is typically very quiet. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think there's ever a ton of crowds there. Uh, so if you just, like, need a rest from people, this is a really nice spot just to relax, honestly. There's never anyone in the back of it either. Like, even if the front feels chaotic at the moment, if yeah, you walk yeah. to the back, no one ever no walks back there. there. 
Like, they see the front, and they're like, cool, we're good, and keep walking. They're trying to get to Japan. Yeah, they're trying to go somewhere else. Or um, France. They, yeah, seriously. They do have a small building in Morocco, too, that you can, like, walk through. I think it's a museum. It is, and they change what's in there. So last time I was there, they had, like, traditional women garments. Yes, okay, that, I was going to say, I know they, they, like, rotate what's in there, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure, but... Yeah, so if you, like, want air conditioning, don't necessarily need to sit down, you can go in there, too. There's also, it's really random, but in there, they had a thing where you can drive, buggy? you can drive the dune buggy oh, yes. like, through, the, through the deserts in Morocco. It was really yes. cool. I love that thing. I was trying I like, to think of, like, where on the map it was, and I was like, no, it's got to be in that building, because I love is. going in there and being like, I'm riding on a sand dunes. It's like, you go in and the dune buddy buggy is directly in front of you, and then on the left and the right is, like, a legit museum, and yeah, then there's a random just, dune buggy in the middle. It's just a dune buggy in the middle with, like, the screen in front of you, but it is really fun. It is. And no and one's really ever in there. Wait. Yeah. No. But yeah, that one, definitely, there's a lot of places to stay, and because of the way the pavilion's set up, a lot of it is shaded. There's yeah. lots of different nooks and crannies that you can go through. You can easily get lost in that tiny little area. It's great. Seriously. And no one's ever there. So that's another one like Japan that if you need to get away from people, you can go find somewhere to sit and relax and just get away from people for a little bit. Yeah, that's a good one. Next is France, which is a little more chaotic ever since Remy's has opened. Yeah, I was going to say there's typically not a lot of places you could sit in France before Remy's. I felt like France was a very calm pavilion, mm -hmm. and there was never a huge amount of crowds. Like, the crowds were typically around where they serve, like, the cart that has the slushes. Mm -hmm. and but that now really that it. Remy's mm -hmm. is open, it's just, in my opinion, it's so overcrowded over there. Um, I don't usually even, I usually just breeze by France at this point, because uh, Remy's made me so sick. So oh, okay. Yeah, so I, could, I, I can't even ride it, so I I usually just breeze by this one. It's just so crowded and so packed. That's fair. There is, while you're in there, <laughs> guys, I'm really about to butcher this word because it's in France, in French. <laughs> um, la, the patisserie. We're going to say the patisserie because I'm not, I don't even know if I get la, la Hallez Boulangerie patisserie. La Hallez Boulangerie, um, pasterie. I don't know. I that tried was my way best. better than I could ever I'm do. So sorry. I that tried. <laughs> Anyone from France listening, please let us know how please, badly we butchered that. Please help us. Send us. <laughs> Send help. The Rosetta Stone. <laughs> Send us a voice recording of you saying it properly, please. <laughs> we Thank need you. Assistance. <laughs> so that is a little bakery in the back of France. A lot of people don't know it's there. Oh, the people who know it's. That's where the beignets are, right? They have beignets? In the France Pavilion. I've never gotten a beignet in there. There's an ice cream place right outside of it. Or they have the ice cream place or they have the bakery. What? Oh my gosh, wait. Now I have to look this up. So I usually get, there's a bacon and cheese croissant. Oh, that sounds so it's amazing. So good. It's, they're like, it's like baked into it. It's like a roll. Oh. Not like a croissant, it's like a roll. And it's like, so, think about like if they took a cinnamon so bun, but instead of filling it with like cinnamon butter, they filled it with bacon and cheese. Wow. What it's a so joy. Oh, yeah, that's so where good. the beignets are. Interesting. I've never gotten beignets. I'll have to go back again. Yeah, so there's two places you can get beignets on Disney property. Um, you can get Mickey-shaped beignets over at the Riverside, Port Orleans Riverside Res 
or, or if you're in the France Pavilion, you can stop right there and get a beignet. Interesting. I've gotten beignets. They're so beignets good at Riverside. They're so good. Have you done the spiked so, ones? I haven't done the spiked ones. I really want to go to Riverside. I feel like I, I don't get over there that often. Because mm, unless you're staying there, it's out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Like, like unless you're like staying on the property, it's it's kind of hard to get over there. Mm-hmm. But the spiked ones were, they were eh. They would have been. This is going to sound ridiculous. They would have been better if the beignets weren't so good. They didn't oh. need the alcohol. If they were to wow. been like not great beignets, it's like okay, well the alcohol saved this, but instead the alcohol brought down this amazing beignet. Yeah. So the beignets in France are super super too you can like a chocolate hazelnut one or you can just get like a regular where it's like not filled they're so good that next time you go to france grab a beignet oh good to know that so that like we said is in the back of the france pavilion not by remy's the back like you go in and go left remy's you like go if you're looking right. at the eiffel tower like that little section you want to go mm-hmm. straight over there past the fountain and a lot of people don't make it that far because the ice cream shops before it and then that's like in the you have to go through a store to get yeah. to this bakery. And they have, like, legit food where you can get lunch. And then there's some indoor seating there. And in the morning, it'll be pretty crowded. But as the day goes on, it does not get that crowded. And you can sit in the air and take a break and get oh, good food. Like beignets, so apparently. Good. Yes, the beignets are great. And I've also heard great things about the creme brulee there. I believe that. I've had the champagne oh. there. They made an awesome mimosa where they filled it with champagne and then, like, basically took an eyedropper to put <laughs> orange juice in. That was how it felt. I was like, this is awesome. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It was really good. But there is also back there, besides for food for a place to rest, there's also Impressions de France, which is a show where they do oh, yeah. have real seats and real air conditioning. And sometimes during the day, they switch it and make it a Beauty and the Beast sing-along. Oh, I have seen that. Okay. Yeah. So you get it. That's a good spot to take a break. If you're not interested in those videos, you can go in and take a nice nap. Yeah. That's a good spot. Or if you are interested, you can go in and sit with your feet (laughs) up in the air for a little bit. You do you. And just enjoy. (laughs) Take it all in. Take it all in. All right. So the next spot is the United Kingdom. So the UK, in my opinion, has a really great rest spot in the garden. I was going to say the garden, too. The garden is so underrated. Um, They don't have a ton of seating back there, but it's just the fact that there's never anybody back there that I love. Sometimes they have live music going, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. Especially during, like, any of the festivals. You'll Mm -hmm. always find some, like, live music going on at some point during the day. But other than that, you can definitely find, like, a good, quiet space away from people back there. And they have curbs, which I feel like when you just want to sit down and then yes. you don't want to be completely on the ground, it's like it you're a little nice. elevated, you know? You can like, sit on the curb and feel a curb. little civilized. And it's like that much, it's about six inches easier to get up when you're done. Yeah. Like, so they have, and that, it's all sidewalks back there. So there's a bunch of curbs. So if there's no benches, there's always the curb option. There's always a curb. Um, also in the UK, there is the Rosen Crown Bar. It can get a little rowdy in there. It's a good time. But if you're just there for a drink, there are tables where you can just sit and have a drink and relax in the air conditioning. 
really nice spot to take a break and the drinks not have to... are so good too the bartenders are so good they're just entertaining and they'll like oh, love it they'll remember you if yeah, you come the... back later like they'll remember you the bartenders in there are so good they're so nice and the drinks are so good there but that's a good spot for adults for i just need a break from people maybe you need a break from kids there's not going to be any in there yeah And you can just sit and have a drink. They have tables. They have the bar. You can just stand at the bar if you want. Whatever you want to do. That's a good spot to really take a break and get away from kids for a little bit if that's what you need. Yeah. They also have, um, I don't know if you've ever been over there, but right next to the Rose and Crown, they have the the fish stand. Mm -hmm. And right behind the fish stand, there's an entire picnic area. Oh, nice. So there's always a ton of seating because people don't usually grab their fish and chips and sit. Yeah. So if you're just like looking for somewhere to sit, maybe you have food already. That's like a nice spot that you can typically find a table. And it's it's right by the water. It's right by the lagoon. Until late at night. Until Until late at night when people start camping out for harmonious. And people will start like two hours early for those fireworks. Yeah. So be ready, guys. So but that is like a nice little alcove that you can like typically find a, a, a nice little table. Great. I actually have never been back there. I'm going to have to look for it next time I go. I don't yeah. eat fish and chips, though, so I just keep walking when I see that. Yeah, exactly. I know a ton of people that don't like fish, so they don't mm-hmm. usually stop there. Yeah. And I think unless you stop at the stand, you're not really going to see what's right behind it, which yeah. is that little picnic area. Huh. Good to know. I hear, yeah. though, that the fish and chips there is, like, super authentic and amazing. I loved it. Yeah? Yeah. So, so good. I got it, like the last time I went and it was so so yummy I've heard great things I, yeah, I just want to get good. the fries one day it's the like chips. a big portion too like if you're looking for like a uh, a meal that you could share with another person that's like mm-hmm. a good meal to get because you can definitely it's definitely a shareable size good to know yeah I keep trying to convince anyone I'm with whenever I go I'm like do you want that are you sure you don't want that you should really get that I want the fries from it the fries are really really good well because all Disney fries are like the skinny fries and Mm -hmm. I want the like they have like the good thick fries yeah I'm like like, really really good too I just want to eat like five fries so I need you to go order a whole meal (laughs) please just a handful please (laughs) thank you thank you do us all a favor thank you do us all a favor and last but not least, we are in Canada. Canada. Time for some ice wine. <laughs> this is the 360 Canada show. Boring. The Canada far and wide in Circle Vision 3D. There you go. Full title. Eh, it's eh. Although, eh. the show hasn't been happening when there's a festival because they put festival booths into it. Really? It's the apple orchard. That's Canada far and wide. Oh, yeah. Wait. I wonder how many other festivals they don't have it open for then. I know at least that one. And I believe Festival of the Holidays is not open either. Like there's. So that's at least like six months that you probably can't go in there. Yeah, they have been using it. And honestly, this is one of my favorite festival booths. I have said a thousand times on this podcast, I love ciders. And. When you leave there, you can sit on the ground in there and you can relax in there. Like, they don't mind. You can sit and eat. On the way in, there's little tables where you can sit if you want to. They're always filled. On the way out, there's tables at the exit, too. So you can full-on sit down if you want. And there's, like, tables and benches. And the exit, if you go out the back instead of the way you came in, leads out to the waterfall. 
which is a nice relaxing place so to too. get away from people. So like yeah. that whole area can be a good break from people if you need it. Not a good like relax, take a nap break, but a good get away from people break. Like a deep breath break. Yeah. Like yeah. a I just want to sit and eat my food in peace break. Yeah. So go in, get your frozen apple pie <laughs> and your cider and then sit there. Your cider or an ice wine, which is like my new drink in Canada. What kind of wine is it? Is it like frozen um, wine or does it just have ice in it? No, it's like very cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I think it's like a white wine. Good but thing. it has like a very apple-y taste. Everything in Canada is, you got the Ottawa apple, you just got a ton of apple flavors. Mm-hmm. So the ice wine is just like a very, very cold white wine. But I think it's like an apple wine. That sounds like something I would love. I really liked it when I got it. It's definitely on the sweeter side, so it's not something that you could probably have every time, but it mm. is really good. Good to know. I've, I'm a huge apple person, so I would totally try it. But that is, I'm trying to think. That's really all I have for taking a break. Yeah. The only other thing in the park, there is the friendship boats that lead you from the front of the World Showcase mm-hmm. back to the Morocco Pavilion. That's a good spot if you just want to take a break. You don't want to have to walk all the way around. It's like a two-minute boat ride. It's really quick. But it saves you a lot of time walking. And then, of course, you can leave the park. You can go to, if you leave out of the International Gateway, you hop on the Skyliner. Or you can go to the Boardwalk or Yacht and Beach Club and just sit on the Boardwalk and relax and just sit and take a load off. Yeah. And the Skyliner is such a nice little ride. Yeah, you can literally just ride it, get off, get back on, just do a lap. Yeah, exactly. That's my, my cousin's favorite ride, my little six-year-old cousin. <laughs> that's their favorite ride in Disney. I think their mom is ready to scream. That's hilarious. But if it makes that's them awesome. happy. <laughs> yeah. Now they know next time, don't bother buying a park ticket. Just stay on just the Just ride on the Skyliner. <laughs> do some laps. Do some laps. But I think that is all I have. Do you have anything else? No, I don't think I do. So it was an honor again to be on and be your Epcot spokesperson. <laughs> the official um, Epcot girl. I I love this park. I always will, I think. And it's definitely going to change here pretty soon when the Moana Journey of Water opens. So I'm going to be very interested to see how the crowd levels adjust and if we get any more break spots once Journey of Water opens and the kind of hype around it goes away i'm excited to see if it'll even if the hype is there if it'll help break up the crowds though because right now you have yeah. to go so far around all the construction so if Very it'll true. really help like kind of dilute the crowds a little bit more even if it's yeah. the same amount of people in the park Exactly. Just more space to put all those yeah. people. Just so it'll be very interesting to see how the opening of that kind of changes things. But yeah, so that is all then. Did you want to share your social media or anything before we sign off? Yeah, sure. So uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram or TikTok, you can find me at Megan and the Magic. And you'll definitely see lots of fun stuff about Epcot and just all kinds of travel-related content. But thanks so much, Gina, for having me on. It was such a pleasure. Absolutely. Um, Hopefully you you guys will hear from me again someday soon. Yes, we've been talking about other ideas, guys. (laughs) Totally coming back. But... Thank you so much for coming on. Guys, Megan is one of those lovely 407 and Beyond travel agents that we talk about weekly here. 
So be sure to give her a follow. If you want to follow us, we are at Spill the D podcast on social medias. Um, and our Gmail is spillthedpod at gmail.com if you had anything you wanted to share with us. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, as always, we would love if you can give us some of those stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps other people find us, which we absolutely love. And until next time, we will see you in the castle. Nailed it. That's so fun.